0: Now, Caruso runs a break. Well, oh, close to the wing here. Oh. Trying to play at the defensive end, got blown by back. Oh, oh yes. Hook jam. Harden stepped back. Puts up the three, got hit. Shots good. And one! at Oh, Russell Westbrook. <sighs> What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Kendall K. Howard. I'm back here today with another episode of, a. Uh, oh, 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 shoot. Forget it. Trey Ball, uh, thank you all for joining me again. I know I didn't come to you all these past, I guess it would be, what, week and a half or a week or so. Um, I went on a little vacay, you know, I had to go spend a little anniversary with my girlfriend. So that's why I wasn't talking to you all about the playoffs in week three. But we are here to talk about week four. Last week's playoffs, we are now into week five As I am recording this right now um, The Celtics and the Heat are playing right now In the first game of the Eastern Conference Finals A great game going on, by, by the way We'll get into talking about their last series um, So, is there anything else I want to cut before we get straight to it? You know, it's with Sad Heart <laughs> Pouring out for the homies I'm not gonna to pour it down. No, you know it's water. I don't care. Pour one out. Pour one out. I pour one out for them. Another one of my teams has fallen, and I'm out the playoffs right now. If you know me, you know I'm talking about the Houston Rockets. They have been eliminated by the Lakers. Not in a six or seven game series, which was which is what I thought it would go, but five games. The Lakers gentlemen sweeped the Rockets in a 4-1 series. Now, who was to blame for this loss for the Rockets? Well, let's start with what the Lakers did to beat the Rockets, first of all. The Lakers, you know, in game one, they lost to the Rockets um, after coming off their five-game series against the Trailblazers before then, where the Rockets played seven-game series, which many predicted the Lakers to take game one, but the Rockets took that game. But it was from then on out that LeBron James and the AD and the company decided to take over and win four games straight. The Lakers, at first, they was, you know, blitzkrieged by the Rockets' offense and their small ball. And the Rockets played well in their defense uh, as the Lakers at that point played big. But they made some adjustments to match up with the Lakers as any good coaches do in the playoffs. The Frank Vogel and his assistant coaches did very well defensively because they are a defensive-minded team. And they went a little bit smaller. Uh, I think throwing either... They threw AD at the five and Markeith at the four, so they'd be able to switch on these players. And it's it was pretty ugly. They started double teaming Harden as soon as he crossed half court. We shut off a lot of the Rockets' offense, even though Harden he had some good games, but it was a little bit shoddy throughout the series. In um, Game Five, man, the, the Lakers, where we, we, we you know we talk about them not being a great three point shooting team, they went nineteen for thirty seven that game. They shot the lights out that game Man, it was was unreal I'm talking about even KCP was hitting threes Danny Green hitting threes Taylor Horton Tucker A a rookie on that team He didn't even touch the court this season I don't even think he did And all of a sudden he started getting good minutes in the playoffs Averaging seven points in the two games that he played Like (sighs) LeBron did his thing You know as usual AD did his thing You know 80. he didn't really, in game five, he didn't really score for real. I think even to the second half. So in game five, the rest of the team was doing the work at that point. You know, Rondo, playoff Rondo came back. He was doing his thing too. Caruso hit a crucial three in game four where the Rockets was trying to come back uh, and not go down 3-1. And because I remember that, because they was getting blown out that whole entire game until they went on a, what was like, a 12-2 run in the fourth quarter Because they was slowly etching their way back in Then the Lakers just still put a Put the foot on the gas pedal And not let them come back And cruise with that three in the corner To solidify them Winning that game um, As I said from the Rockets' side There was some shotty games from uh, James Harden Russell Westbrook included um, He, I think Russell Westbrook averaged He averaged like 17 points in that series If not the playoffs altogether James Harden averaged 29 But um in game five, they shot terrible from three. Terrible. Going 13 for 49 from three in game five. They got beaten their own game by the Lakers, who I said was one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. Actually, 27th in the league and three-point percentage, I think, last time I checked. Uh, Harden went two for 11 in game four. Uh, was, that was his worst game in the series. I think he finished with 33 points in game five. Um, Russ went four for 13 in game five himself. Uh, so, you know, it... It wasn't when you when those two don't play good. They played all right, but not good enough to carry the team. And also with the loss of Daniel House, with that whole situation slash scandal. I'm I ain't gonna get into that side of. It, but the situation itself of them losing Daniel House with his 11.4 points and six rebounds coming off the bench, which they missed tremendously. Or I think he even I think he even started some games too. Nah, yeah. no, he didn't. He came off the bench. With him coming off the bench, they they missed that. Uh, some of the other players on the team didn't get as many touches as usual, you know. Uh, Tucker didn't really play as well as the, as the season progress, as the series progressed, I should say. Gordon, uh, Rivers, uh, Rocco went out one game; he got hurt. He got fouled. He got hit in the head. I remember that. I remember seeing that. Um, so it comes down to those players. They wasn't getting as many touches. And then ultimately what happened after that game, we saw Mike D'Antoni, which many thought including myself was going to get fired because, well, he wasn't going to get fired because his contract was going to be up in in the, of, in the end of this season anyways. So he decided to walk away from the situation. Um, and he left the Houston Rockets. So... And he actually told the team on the plane on the way back to Houston before they even landed. So, who will replace Mike D'Antoni? And end up taking this job in Houston Rockets because the window of opportunity for this team in championship contention is kind of closing. Uh, you have Russell Westbrook, who's thirty one, uh, going to turn thirty two before the, uh, if not during the next season. Uh, you're gonna have James Harden, who's gonna turn thirty one. They still kind of, I guess, you want to call. And they're a little bit young But they're still in their primes Where Westbrook is kind of Coming out of the primes many, many people say uh, But I kind of disagree Because we saw before The bubble even started He was playing phenomenally well um, When when they start going To the small balls so I don't think he's really Coming out of his prime Just a little bit on the Back end of his prime But still in it uh, So there's like a Slight chance of this window the opportunity For Houston Rockets To capitalize on the championship And it's starting to close Quickly and quickly As these uh, players age As they already as this team that together, as D'Antoni was a coach of that team for four seasons, and only making one Western Conference Finals appearance and three semis appearances, uh, and they're looking for a cultural reset. So, with that being said, with all these trades being made, and with Daryl Morey being convinced by D'Antoni to trade Clint Capella and to go all for this small ball, who is going to come in? And either keep this i this type of style of play going for the team, or will they change it up? And how would that even affect the team? Because there's not too many big men on this team. I think the only big man they really got is Tyson Chandler. Uh, next to that, it's probably the biggest guy. It's probably what Roko, Jeff Green, and those men standing standing around like 6'9". So if they're trying to do a culture reset, how would that affect the team? We will see some players getting traded. Um, I, I don't see Harden. Or Westbrook getting traded If they do trade Westbrook That would be a shocker uh, But the other players around them These pieces How What kind of resale Are they looking for What kind of resale Is Daryl Morey And Timothy Tita In the front office In Houston Looking forward For this team going forward um, I I don't know I don't know what to say about. I don't know what to say about it I knew That it was going to lose I, I thought they was going to give them A run for their money at least But uh, The Lakers just came in Shut up, George. I hear you laughing through the phone. You're not even here right now. I can see you just laughing. Just mocking me. But my friend George is a big Laker fan. You knew this was going to happen. But... I don't know going forward for the Houston Rockets What their future would look like Um, It just goes to prove that All the analytics and this whole small ball Obviously it's not working It it didn't work They went all in for it this year Hoping that they will get some results I think they would have been at least happy They made it to the Western Conference Finals I think that would have been at least good enough To prove that this was a a working formula Because like I said before When they first started going small ball The first game they played Even when they traded Roko to that team Was against the Los Angeles Lakers And they beat them And I rebounded them And just outscored them It was phenomenal But with the Lakers Making the adjustments That they made Not playing JaVale McGee And Dwight Howard As much in this series They was able to Stop the Lakers I mean not the Lakers But the Rockets Match up with them On the perimeter defensively Kind of cut them off And still have AD Down there Blocking all the shots in the paints Because when they would cut in They would be right there Blocking them So And LeBron James too LeBron James got a lot of blocks On this team A lot of blocks too so, I don't know what type of culture reset the Rockets going going to do going forward. Um, but hopefully, because I see that window of opportunity for a championship, like I said, slowly but surely starting to close a little bit more. And with, the, with Westbrook and Harden aging a little bit, I say about two more years. They have two more years if that, whoever comes in and try to change it around, where I've been hearing talks about Sam Cassell, who's a former Rocket, uh, Ty Liu. Uh, some other coaches that have been floating around. So we'll see where that will go with that. Next let's talk about another disappointing series. Not in my favor I honestly don't give a damn. Uh the Bucks. The, <laughs> the Bucks get eliminated by the Heat. Not in seven games. Not in six. But in five. Five seems to be the magic number today. Five. Five. Five games. The Bucks got eliminated. Giannis did not play in game five. Uh he had an injury, I think, to his ankle. Um, he got injured in game four, and even then, you can't really blame the series on his injury because there was three games you played and you lost while you was on the court. The Heat, which many predicted them to have, had more heart in this series than the Bucks did. Um, this is more about, I think this is more about the Bucks than it is about the Heat. Uh, winning this series. I think with the Bucs we're starting to see the problems of them a little bit more because where last year where they faced Ch- Koala and the Toronto Raptors and you had them kind of wall up on Giannis, and stop them from going past the free throw line. The Heat kind of implemented that same type of defensive style. Like I said before, the Heat is the only team to beat the Bucks three times this season. Two times in the regular season and one time in the bubble. So they already kind of had a defensive strategy against the Bucks, and it Worked even in the playoffs, and Mike Boonehoser, who many uh, attribute him to not be a coach to make adjustments in the playoffs. Some people think that's a downside of his game because he's a great regular season coach, as we've seen. They had the best record in the league in, this, uh, in the in the entire league for the past two consecutive seasons, but not getting it done in the postseason, where ma- what really matters the most is where it really, really count. Um, we start seeing some glaring problems with the team, uh, like Chris Middleton. Great player, you know, he's a good all-star player, but he can't be that second guy on the team. Uh if that's what you want to do to win a championship. He's more he fits more as a third guy on the team. I I think so. And many others agree too. Not nothing, nothing wrong with that. He's still a good player, still a good all-star, but you know, he's not really that second go-to guy on that team. And so not showing up and there's been many people talking about uh as we seen with the Thunder they lost in game seven to the Houston Rockets and Billy Donovan. Uh, mutually parted ways with Oklahoma City Thunder. And there's been talks of, like, trades for Chris Paul and kind of a little reset with the Thunder as well, kind of just staying young and going young. Possibly we could see a trade. There's been rumors of possibly seeing Chris Paul going to Milwaukee. Now, what would that mean? Now, if we see Chris Paul go to Milwaukee, we got to keep in mind his age. He's 35 years old. I think he got two years left on his contract after this season. So you have Chris Paul... At 35, if you put him on with the Bucks, let's say you trade him for Eric Blood, so uh, let's see, uh, Divin, uh, some picks, uh, DiVincenzo. Uh, who else would they even throw in? I, I don't know. I guess be some picks because if the Oklahoma City want to go young, that would be the way they'll go. I don't see the bad thing for the Milwaukee to do was a trade. would be to trade Chris Middleton because at that point, you you want to keep him there for that. You want to keep Chris Paul with them there to kind of take the ball out of Giannis hands, but still have like a shooter like Chris Middleton over there and still have a dominant play like Giannis. Uh, if that was to happen, you know. They could possibly win the championship next year if that was to happen. That could possibly happen. But you gotta keep in mind that window of opportunity because even after the next season, Giannis will become a free agent. Will he want to stay in Milwaukee? Will Chris Paul getting old? What will happen with that? Now, Giannis, following this recently, unfollowed everybody on the Milwaukee Bucks organization, his team. And he basically unfollowed everybody himself for his family and Kobe Bryant. There's only he's only following eight people right now. So and he had talks with uh, I forgot the guy's name. One one of the one of the people in the front office, uh, he talked to them for about three hours. And basically, they was talking to him about what they need to win a championship. And the front office agreed. They said they are willing to go into luxury tax if need be necessary. But with Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that's not really a hotbed of a destination for free agents to go. But with Giannis there, you hope that he can gravitate some players to come there. And you want him to stay in Milwaukee because... If he don't, I don't see any likelihood, chances of Milwaukee getting a great player like him in a minute. Because before Giannis, the great Milwaukee player was Brandon Jennings, uh, O.J. Mayo, Ray Allen, Michael Red. Before then, I don't even—who ah, the Bucks even have— Ooh, in the 90s and 80s, I don't even, I can't even tell you. I mean, 80s, Cindy Moncrief, 70s, you got the big O and you had Kareem. But like that, you see how far back I done went. So obviously there, there's like a cutoff. It's like that. Many, that's not that many lineage of players to come to Milwaukee and They or they've just been drafted by them. So you would hope that a player will want to come. If not, we can possibly see Giannis walk. And next season, hopefully they don't do a trade. I I hope this doesn't happen. Because I've seen something about Miami trying to trade for Giannis. uh, That would be stupid for them to trade. Because he's a free agent next season. They have enough cash space to sign him. There have been other teams like the Clippers who are interested in him. The Warriors, who have also had... Let me get some water. I'm over swallowing. some dry spit over here. Probably TMI right there. You probably didn't even know about that. But anyways, the Warriors... Who is a team I heard about uh, some interest in Giannis, which I think would be a great fit with him being with him having some shooters like a Klay Thompson and a Steph Curry. But you also keep in mind their ages too. Um, They're in their lower thirties. I think Steph will be going to be. I think he's thirty one right now, and Clay's thirty. So do you have like a couple years to go with that? And Giannis can just have the reins of the of the team going forward because you also got to think about the Warriors have a second round, have the number two pick, which I think should be over topping. Um, or James Wiseman, whoever they pick, whoever it is, it should be a big man to complete their team. Um, so to go along with that, they could possibly trade that next or this season if they want to do a trade. Because uh, I think with their their cash base is a little bit more limited because they already have three max players on their teams with Steph, Clay, and Wiggins and DeAndre, DeAndre, not DeAndre, Draymond Green. Uh, making a hundred million dollars for three years, so their cash space is a little bit limited. So I can see if a trade was happening with them, how that would go about, uh, and if you you can kind of get that young player, whoever they get in the draft, and you can get possibly a Wiggins to go with that, they was to go about that way. Um, now the Heat, they came, they was able to get away in Game Five because when I was watching it, they kind of played a little bit sloppy to begin with, but with the Bucks not having Giannis Antetokounmpo. And the Heat still playing a little bit better. They was able to beat them 103 to 94. Um, so and like I said right now, the Heat is playing the Celtics right now. But speaking of the Celtics in the seat, let's talk about a great series that took place. The Celtics versus the Raptors. I mean, what a series. I thought that, you know, I can't say I thought this, because the Raptors is a good competitive team. They have the number two seed in the East. Um, I can't say I didn't Oh, I thought that like they was gonna get beat, but the way the series began, it made it made it seem like the Celtics was where he just wiped the floor with these guys. But it wasn't until Game Three, where OG and Anobi hit that clutch three in the corner at the Kyrie inbound the ball with Taco Fall with 0.5 seconds up on the clock, um, to kind of save them and kind of give them momentum to keep this series going. And Kyle Lowry in Game Six, you know, had a phenomenal game. It was a phenomenal Game Six was just a phenomenal game altogether. Uh, Kyle Lowry finished with I think about thirty three points that game. Um, they went into two overtimes. Both te- both players, I mean both teams, uh, starters played like plus forty minutes. And They was just gassed out. You can just tell by just watching the game. It was just gassed out. Giving it their all. Kemba Walker didn't really show up until later on, until the fourth quarter. Uh, he had a good shot, and then the double overtimes where they sealed the deal. Marcus Smart. Playing phenomenal in these playoffs. He's playing phenomenal even right now. Last time I checked in this heat and Celtics series that's going on right now, he's shooting 5 for 10 for 3. And it's phenomenal just seeing Marcus Smart. Because you remember when he got drafted when he first came into the league, he wasn't a good three-point shooter, but he was a good perimeter defender. He still is a great perimeter defender today going uh, all-NBA first defensive team. But it's just his shooting. I'm amazed and I admire how he just worked hard at that shot. He's he's becoming so much of a great shooter that just now in this game, he's just walking down the court, pull up three, yeah. Instant bucket, just like that, and he had, a, he had a crucial block on Normal Powell in Game Seven to save the seas to make sure they solidify that win uh, in Game Seven. Now, if you you've heard me talk about some of these players from the, both the Celtics and the the Raptors, but I haven't talked about one specific player who many, you know, like myself was going to be thought was going to be the guy who actually had a good season for the Raptors. Um, before they before they came to the bubble and was the Robin to Kawhi Leonard's Batman last season, but many expected him to be Batman this year, but he became Nightwing. I'm talking about Pascal Siakam. Where was Pascal Siakam in this series? Where was he? Well, let's give you the stats. Game one, he went five for sixteen, finished with thirteen points, three three rebounds, and two assists. Game two. Went 6 for 16 Finishing with 17 points 8 rebounds 6 assists Game 3 6 for 15 Finishing with 16 points 7 rebounds And 2 assists Game 4 10 for 23 23 points Okay we finally get into 23 point, Getting over 20 points In game 4 uh, With 11 rebounds And 2 assists Game 5 You're going 5 for 9 With 10 points 4 rebounds And 2 assists Game 6 You go 5 for 19 with 12 points 8 rebounds 6 assists And game 7 The most crucial game of them all You go 5 for 12 and 13 points 11 rebounds 3 assists Now I forgot what game was it I, One of these It was It was game 1 or game 2 Where he was in foul trouble already He I don't know Where Like I said Many like myself Thought he was going to be the guy To help To take this team To victory He obviously wasn't He He Did not show up He wasn't the guy That we thought He was going to be Because You may look at this And look at These numbers And be like Oh okay This this is alright numbers But this is not What you expect From your star player Thank God I finally got rid of that Jesus Anyways That's not what you expect Coming from your star player On that team and luckily enough, you know, he had guys like Fred VanVleet, Kyle Lowry, who showed up, uh, Serge Ibaka in some games, Norman Powell as well, um, to show up, and Ananobi as well, as I said, hit that clutch three in game three to show up and kind of, you know, take o- over the low because the Raptors is a good, you know, team-oriented, like, basketball team. Uh, but Pascal, who's supposed to be the guy to take him over the hump... Didn't take him over the hump. He couldn't even get over. He didn't have enough gas in his car. He's over getting stuck, and the rest of them trying to push him upper, and he just fell right down and back down the hill when the seat, and they saw the seeds up top, like. Pascal has to do better You know, Me and my friend Isaiah We we was joking about him Because I didn't really peep it at first But (laughs) he talks about how Pascal ain't really got to move He'll he'll grab the ball Just turn his back And try to do a little shimmy little move Every time So people are catching him on his game He just could not get it He hasn't played well since the bubble So uh, The Raptors are still a great team and even with Kyle Lowry, who I even—I forgot how old Kyle Lowry is because, I, I mean, I grew up on Kyle Lowry, but I, I kind like of forgot how old he is. This man's 34. So he's getting up burn age, and I think he's a free agent. Nah, he can't because I think he's had, he had an extension last season. So, he's getting up there in age. So, where is the window of opportunity for the Raptors to win the championship? Because, going, I mean, going into the season, many didn't even think the Raptors to be that good because they lost Kawhi Leonard. But they literally just lost Kawhi, but they kept the same team. And you implemented OG Obi who played well. Terrence Davis, who was on an all-NBA rookie team team. Uh, all NBA second uh, rookie team this year uh, And a couple of those other guys Chris Boucher That showed up too For the team Like I said They're, they're very They got a lot of depth on that team But Pascal Who's supposed to be That star they supposed to take him over the hump Who won the most improved player last season Who averaged over 25 points this year Many thought he's going to be the guy To take him over the hump and honestly, he's not. You gotta get better at playmaking. Gotta get better at you know his his shot creating skills uh, defensively. Cause they was they, he did he has some good defensive plays, but you know they they just he just has to get better if he has if he's going to be the leading guy. If not, you know hopefully I saw there was rumors that the Raptors are interested in Giannis Antetokounmpo too. So if he goes up there, you know, Nightwing like we can go back to being Robin. You know he got a new Batman in town. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> That that would be something for them to do, and like I said, Marcus Smart, I'm just I'm just impressed with his play. Him and Jokic and Murray, you know, Doc mentioned before he got eliminated, have been like some of my favorite players. Just watching this playoffs, you know, I really, I'm 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 liking seeing Marcus Smart heart and tenacity in these playoffs, and I'm just impressed with his shooting too. I mean, he went six for eleven for three in Game Two and Game Six, um, and it's just he went five for nine I think in Game. Three or four, one of those games. But we've been playing well. <sighs> now let's talk about another series. Let's talk about another series here. This series, you know, I can't. I ain't even gonna be sad about this series, you know, because these are two teams that I like to root for. You know, the Clippers more so than the Nuggets, but I like both of these teams. Uh, but judging how the first game went, I did not expect this series to go like this. Where the Clippers had the Nuggets down 3-1 But the Nuggets, just like in last series Just like they did last year in the playoffs Find their way to force a Game 7 And tonight, we have a Game 7 going on It takes place after this Celtics and Heat game And boy, oh boy Boy, oh boy, oh God Ooh, Lord who got wiped the perspiration off my, my, off my forehead if the Clippers lose this series, boy, oh my! Don't let the Clippers lose this series. Let me let let's 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 talk about this because I remember I was watching this. You know, I didn't get to get a full. I didn't get to really watch uh fully Game Five and Game Six. Uh, I was at work, but I came in just at the right time for Game Five while I was at work. I came in right at the fourth quarter, and I see okay. N- Clippers is up. All right. They're great. They're great winning now. You know, 15. It mean, was about 15. But, boy. <sighs> the nuggets. Apparently, so, there was, I was listening to them talk on the broadcast. I think Mike Brandon was calling the game that day. They was talking about how Paul Mills was a crucial point. And, like, just kind of keeping the Nuggets in the game and rallying them back in in the third quarter. But in the fourth quarter, I watched the comeback happen. Like, these guys... Bombarding threes The Clippers Look Lost on defense Jokic Who I'm thinking Is the best player In this playoffs I'm calling it I I think he's been The best player In these playoffs Cause who Who has been able To stop him Like He was over here He has shots Over everybody Montrez Who's only 6'8 But even in last series Over Rudy Gobert Who's Running off A defensive player of the year And won it last year In his big ass Long arms Shooting over him like it's nothing. These rainbow shots, he's just shooting like it's nothing. Nikolai Jokic, I'm, and his playmaking skills, if he's getting double-teamed, dump it off to MPJ, dump it off to Murray, dump it off to Tory Craig, dump it off to Gary Harris. He's been playing very well for them defensively, too. Like, God, Lee, I think, I think he is the best player in this series. Like, And, and you know, it's not like as if the the Clippers is not showing up Because Kawhi and, you know, Paul George They playing all right Kawhi, you know, makes mistakes in the last game In game six um, I think he finished like 23, 28 points that game too um, Paul George had 33 last game but What about the extra 40 points that People like myself have been raving about Coming off the bench And Lou Will and Montrezl Harrell you see him? I, I, didn't, I didn't see him. They over. I can't I can't tell. Lemon Pepper Lou ain't out there looking like sweet and sour Lou. I mean, God dang. What what going on with him? My Trez Harold, you won six man of the year. You're not playing like a sixth man. You're playing like the 12th man. Like golly. Can't do nothing against Jokic I mean nobody can. I mean I can't just put that blame on Trae. It's My fault. I ain't gonna put that full blame on you. Cause they even threw Paul George on him. Nothing. Why? Nothing Zubak, Who's 7 foot tall Nothing Can't do nothing against Jokic This man is unstoppable And Michael Porter Jr. Who made a little slick comment You know about how they need to do better In game 4 after they lost But ultimately Showed up in moments In game 5 And in game 6 Who like I said before, I think he is the, the the piece they need going forward if they're going to win a championship. I think they can. They have a good good point, great point guard. You know, and Jamal Murray, he stays consistent. Um, You got Gary Herbs who plays well defensively. You know, he's a good two-guard. Michael Porter Jr., you know, Paul Millsap, as he's still here before, he gets out of the league because he's kind of up there in age, too. And Jokic, you know, if they don't have out there, they got Grant. And so you have these players then if, if not, you can throw Porter at the 4 And Barton at the 3 Coming In these upcoming seasons You know, that's a championship caliber team Because all these guys are just relatively young Yo is still young Yoach is 24 years old Crazy Man, we got some good years with this guy But, you know, he's been playing well too So, I don't know, man I don't know what these Clippers is going to do But they need to do something Because I I they lose this series tonight, man You know I don't even oh God Because the fact that They even came back 3-1 I'm not great I'm not going to say I Act like the Nuggets Is the bad team Because I'm a fan Of the Denver Nuggets I am I do like the Denver Nuggets But man The Clippers Who's supposed to be This defensive-minded team You know Many like myself Pegged them to even Win the, this NBA championship For them to Be in this position To be on the brink of elimination Facing the Nuggets tonight And if they lose Oh, God I myself won't hear the end of it My friend's gonna get on me all the time Kawhi Leonard, This won't look good for him You know, it's the most pressure he faced Paul George Or Pandemic P As my friend calls him Oh, God Doc Rivers You know, who hasn't won anything With the Clippers Since he's been here In these past seven seasons Ty Lue, who's a former NBA champion, you know, as a player and as a coach. Oh, God. It's just, this, this would be monumental, you know. This would be the biggest disappointment in basketball, the biggest. Because you look at this team from top to bottom, top to bottom, this depth: Pat Bev, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, Evika Zubak, off the bench you got Lou Will. Montrez Hill, both averaging 20, if not close to 20. Landry Shammie, Reggie Jackson, Jermichael Green, who's been playing well too for him uh, as well since Montrez ain't been showing up. I mean, golly. And I said the coaching staff, you know, you got Doc Rivers, you got Ty Lue, you got Sam Cassell. So what? what is it? Uh, what? You have all this play and all these talents with all these defensive-minded play style. Don't let this happen. Please. I beg you, Clippers. Do not let this happen. Please. Please, 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 please. For basketball's sake. Because we have all been won this L.A. matchup in the Western Conference Finals. And we are one game away from it. LeBron and them took care of business in Game 5 in both series. Word. That's going to be kind of I'm also going to be worried about that Even if they win this game Their rest And that's another thing I talked about before Is it's like Them being in sync Going to this series Because that's why I said It was going to be a problem With them going through these playoffs Because you really know uh, they haven't played that much together as a full roster. Somebody's either hurt, like Pat Bev was in the earlier of of last, of the last series. You know, he's playing now. He got fouled out last, uh, last game, uh, playing only 18 minutes, you know, five fouls. Uh, so, you know, it, they got to be in sync. They got to play well. They got to have the grit, the heart that many have said that they had. You know, and you have... You, their roster is better than the Nuggets Not Like I said Not throwing any shade to the Nuggets The Nuggets is a great team A great team But they're young And you know It has it looked That the Clippers This is their time To win the NBA championship And if They just can't get this done Against a young Nuggets team Because even then I don't even know If the Nuggets If the Nuggets can survive LeBron James If they Let's say Let's switch, let's say if the Nuggets win Let's say if the Nuggets Go into the Western Conference Finals and, play, and play the Los Angeles Lakers that would be very interesting to see, cause then who well, who's gonna stop LeBron? Oh, Michael Porter Jr. I don't know about that. Gary Harris, good defensive player, but this is, this is LeBron James is one series away from NBA championship. He ain't touched it in the past year, and boy oh boy, he's gonna want it even more. I don't. I don't know let's, Who's to say? Let's say If they even make it to the Western Conference Finals Who's to say that they won't give them a, a Series 2 Because what a story What a story for these Nuggets To be down 3-1 In the first round Beat the Jazz And if they come back from down 3-1 Against the Clippers To beat them Wow You know what, what a story for these guys But I just don't think In honesty You know I don't think this is their year For them to do that You know Eventually Eventually You know I think Within the next 2 or 3 years they, they are going to be that team, though. I think in two, if they find a way to keep all these players together, you know, because you got Murray here, I got his contract extension. I think Jogi's already got his extension. You know, Porter's on his rookie deal still. You got uh, about three, you got two or three more years with him on his rookie deal. You can do a little extension with him. Gary Harris, you already got his. You already got him signed. Barton, uh, I don't know where his contract situation is. is. Grant, you just got him from Oklahoma City. So you got all these guys on his team. Torrey Craig, uh, Paul Millsap, I think you got a year or two left on his deal. You have all these players, you know. Going forward, you just keep going with them because those three core guys of like Murray, Jokic, and MPJ are all young, especially in Marco Port Jr. They're all young. So, next two, three years, this might be the team to be in the West. This might be a team because y'all look. At, if you look at the other teams in the Western Conference, you know they have guys, but they are significantly a little bit older. You know this this young team though. This young team and this Nuggets, they are gonna be the team to beat in the West. You heard it here first. Y'all are gonna be the team to beat in the West. I'm gonna root them on, but tonight I can't root for you. Can't root for you Denver. I can't. I got I got hope. The Clippers get it together and they beat you all. So <sighs> there's a lot. There's a lot at stake for the Clippers That they lose this series. There's a lot at stake for them that they lose. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much a wrap-up of the this, of this series. It's not, like I said, the, the games have been going down. It's only been week four, and there's only a couple series going on. Like I said, the Celtics he playing right now. Uh, Shout-out to Steve Nash, my GOAT, my favorite player of all time, getting the head coaching job at the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I think it'll be a great coaching job for him uh, with Kevin Durant. Who, who loves him and he worked with in Golden State. And Kyrie Irving maybe hopefully make him become a better passer and go off the ball, even though he had a good assist season with the Celtics this last year. Um, but kind of make him go work off the ball. And I'm interested to see what, what type of game plans he has with that team because that could be the team to come out the East next year too. If if everything goes according to plan, if KD comes back, um, just a little bit of himself, even come out of his Achilles injury, uh, if he comes back with just a little bit of himself, um, Kyrie Irving, you know he stays healthy uh, and he plays well, and they still have Kyrie Irving playing well as well, and Steve Nash, you know they got a bunch of good guys on that team. Uh, it'd be very intriguing to see. So, shout out to him, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say for the show. I ain't gonna just ramble on just for the sake of rambling, annoying. But yeah, I'm done. <laughs> let's go Clippers. Let's. let's Y'all, y'all, my, y'all my last hope, man Come on now I mean, I like the Nuggets too But dang, I just wanted the Clippers to win, man I just wanted them to win, you know But that's all I gotta say today, you guys You know, thank y'all for tuning in Trey Ball uh, Yeah, I'm out of here Peace out